welcome to Macintosh and Maud Haven't Seen What? The podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today we are bringing you our Oscar picks. It's time. Time to lock in our ballots. This is what it's going to be. What's sad is we saw almost all of these movies so quickly and then the last few were so hard to, to get to. They were, they were very disappointing, actually. They were not disappointing. Not all of them by far. We're we're gonna get into some of these are are I am predicting gonna take home some big wins. Yeah, and you know, I I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes out because the way things have happened at the other awards are very interesting. They are, and I think a lot of that informs what should be the clear winners here, and I'm gonna be honest i'm not mad about how some of those things have played out same yeah so let's get into it we're gonna start with documentary short (laughs) things we know nothing about yep i went with audible i have gone with the queen of basketball okay live action short i went with the long goodbye the long goodbye yep animated short i went with robin robin i have chosen the windshield wiper okay all right, now we get into ones that we have a little bit more of an opinion. <laughs> Literally everything else except documentary feature, we've got some point of reference for now. <laughs> yeah. So visual effects. This category was, this is a very even category. Um, kind of? I No, I feel like everyone who was nominated in this, with the exception of No Time to Die, there's always one, was like, all right, okay, fair. Like, those all make sense. But I went with Dune. Dune. Dune's Dune's the most imaginative and grand take, and it it's a better visual take on the story than I think anybody's come up with. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's the you know eleven thousand years in the future, sure, but in a very real way. Yes, <laughs> tangible. Next, we move into sound, which okay. This year, we only have one sound award. Again, that was decided by their guild, so it made sense. Again, this category, like all of this makes sense, but I went with Dune. I am going with Dune as well. Okay. Again, West Side Story is the only other one here that I could like really give it to. I feel like if they give it to West Side Story, if if it went to West Side Story, it would be for music, not sound. But it's not nominated for anything with having to do with music because they didn't create anything new for it. So it's yeah. not eligible. So I feel like it's kind of a waste. So I don't know. It's but it's how the how the arrangement, how the mixing of that impacts you when you're seeing it in a theater does make a difference. Next, we have production design. Again, the only one that feels like a sore thumb in this category compared to the other things is Power of the Dog. It doesn't mean the production design on Power of the Dog was bad. It's just compared to all the other films, <laughs> it's crap. Like to me, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Look at all these other films. I would not call it crap, but I would call it a a a rung down. It's well, very impeccably it's, done. It no, it's it's very well done. I'm not shitting on the way Power of the Dog looks, but when you look at the other films in this category, you're like. These are in a completely different league. Even the tragedy of Macbeth, which is has a very stark look, is gorgeous and was a fabulous choice. Well, it requires a very specific design in Mm -hmm. order to achieve the cinematic effects that it was going for. So yeah, yeah. and 
this was very hard. And I will say with the exception of Power of the Dog, if any other film wins, I'm not going to be mad at all. The nominations are deserved. I went with Dune. I'm going with Dune as well. Okay. Now, if I have one that I would really love to win, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley's so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. I don't even know. I feel like Nightmare Alley the, is the number two in this list. A part of me really wants to say West Side Story, but I feel like West Side Story costumes is what I would want that to win for more than I think so. production. Because it was so masterfully done. Like, again, yeah. and we know Diana does not like when things are really just historically accurate. That whole visual thing was very much you can see the design choices there and i like that so but um eleven thousand years in the future you get to design whatever you want yeah but again it has to feel tangible and make sense and it does and that's the craziest part about that movie is that everything feels cohesive and real <laughs> oh so much about that adaptation is phenomenal Next, we've got makeup and hairstyling. I don't understand why these are in the same category because they are two very different art forms. But I went with the eyes of Tammy Faye. Same. I feel like if it's not that one, it's going to be Cruella. But the reason I went with this one is because this film hinges on that makeup. It hinges on your believability that your actress is Tammy Faye. And so I, it's so vitally important to this film. Believable that she's Tammy Faye and also believable, period. Because the makeup at no point is ever caricature done. Correct. In fact, at times they are actually doing a shader tone back from what Tammy Faye would actually wear. With a, a few moments of exception, I really yeah. think it, it was very well done. Next, we have editing. Also a difficult category to decide. I went with Dune. Dune. You're going to sense a pattern with these nominations. You know, I, I remember predicting that there was going to be no film that really had a runaway other than like the special effects stuff. And then I started looking at my picks and was like, no, I think Dune was maybe one of our best. It was, was one of the best pictures this year. I mean, I would really love for Tick, Tick, Boom to win this editing category. The editing for it is phenomenal. And I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad, but I think it's going to go to Dune. I, there's no, there's, Dune just stands apart as this visual giant mm -hmm. hanging in the rest of these categories. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and, and then you have to be like, did any voter watch any of the rest of these movies mm -hmm. when it comes to this visual stuff? Yeah. And I don't know that they did. Yeah. All right, next we have costume design. This is another hard category. There are several here that I would not be mad about. I went with Cruella. I'm also going with Cruella. Okay, yeah. So I just, it was, the costumes in that movie are worthy of the red carpet in some places. Like, it is good. You know, one that I wish had snuck in here, although the sort of, is it really doing a whole lot, but... Last Night in Soho could have gotten a nod here for me. That would have been interesting. Maybe in production design, too. I think that film in editing also would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, the effects of that film were quite interesting. Um, but, you know, that was a really small movie. A lot of people didn't see it. I know. It didn't come through. But, like, the thing about Cruella is it took a period and then totally blasted it out of the stratosphere <laughs> well and they took a cartoon character 
and gave her an identity. Is it completely accurate? No, but that's not why you go to see the movie. It was actually a lot better than I thought it was. So I enjoyed it. Again, I would be over the moon if West Side Story won. Yeah. But I just don't think it's going to. Not this time. That's okay. I just mm-hmm. don't I don't think it's going to get it. Yep. Cinematography. Again, this the, all of the films nominated. I ain't going to be mad, but I went with Dune. I'm trying to decide right now if I want to call an audible. Ugh, because this is hard. This is very hard. It is. All of these films I can see an argument for. I can. But again, it goes back to, it's one of those things where, do you notice it? Do you notice the cinematography? Or does the cinematography enhance what's happening? Fuck it, Janusz Kaminski. West Side Story. Give it to me. Okay. I'm calling the audible now. I Dune is like the odds-on favorite, and that's... Where I was going with a lot sure. of these, but I cannot overlook the incredible shots in West Side Story. Which, I, in in favor of your argument for West Side Story, and I could be lo- I could be costing myself a point here. That's fine. I don't care. I'm still sticking with Dude. The thing of that I loved about the cinematography of that film was it didn't look like Steven Spielberg cinematography. There there are some shots that are so typical of Steven Spielberg that they annoy the shit out of me and he didn't do it in that film. And I noticed it because I was waiting for it. Yeah. And some of that is, is specifically Steven like Mm -hmm. sticking his neck out because Kaminsky's a guy he's worked with for a long time. Yeah. Well, and Steven also said uh, recently um, that he will not be doing another musical. He'd love to produce them, but he will not be directing another one. And I think that again, speaks to how much he loves this musical And it was very important for him to do this one well, and he did it. Let's give it up, to my mind, the most beautiful movie of the year. I have to. I think. I I got to go with my gut on this one. Okay. Well, it may pay off for you, but I'm I'm sticking with Dune. Okay. Uh, Next, we have original song and original score. We did an episode where we listened to these one by one and then talked about their merits. I Original song, I'm going with Lin-Manuel. I think they want the EGOT. They need some positive press with their Oscar shit. I think everybody wants him to have his EGOT. (laughs) I'm actually going to go on the merits. I think it is just a like centimeter ahead of No Time to Die. No Time to Die is such a perfect song for the Bond movie they made. Mm -hmm. But Dos Arreguidas does that magical thing of not only being a great song on its own Mm -hmm. when you see the lyrics. Not only being great in the moment, but then tying the whole movie together. All right. And yeah, I can't, I can't, I, it's Lynn all the way. Yep. Original score, I went with Dune. I'm going with Dune as well. It's Hans's year. I desperately want Johnny Greenwood to get an Oscar. He's done such good scores. Yeah. But this is not his year. Hans pulled out every stop he had mm-hmm. and created something beyond what he typically can do. <laughs> Documentary feature. We didn't see any of these, so just going off of what critics have said, I'm going with Summer of Soul. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see some of these. Flea yeah. is supposed to be an amazing movie, um, is also up for international feature. Attica is supposed to be incredibly powerful. We need to do another documentary series because it's been a while <laughs> since we've yeah. watched them. Yeah, no, we just need to. But I think Questlove is going to get to get up there and get his Oscar for, by all accounts, an incredible concert film. Mm-hmm. Animated feature, Encanto. It's got to be Encanto. Yeah. And this stinks because these are all really good movies. Yeah, Luca was great. 
the Mitchells versus the Machines, Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know anything about Flea. Yeah, Flea is the the very much the dramatic entry within mm-hmm. this. Like personally, I loved Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the most fun movies of the year. Yeah, so many people did, but it's gonna go to the Disney film. The Disney film that's fucking incredible and could have been nominated for Best Picture in my book. It it honestly could have. Like you yeah. could, if you got rid of Don't Look Up, I would have put Encanto in there. Please, my God. Yeah. International feature. Okay. This was hard because we saw two of these. It's tricky. And it is tricky. I went with Drive My Car. I am also going with Drive My Car. I thought it was better than The Worst Person of the World. I don't, but I think that the critics do. I think that the critics think it is better than The Worst Person in the World. I personally already have The Worst Person in the World in one of my top five movies of like this year, this season. This this, this Oscar season. Exactly. That's fair. But I don't think it hit people the same way across the board. And I think Drive My Car, while flawed, still had so much in it. And I think they want to, they've got so many other types of movies going on. They want to celebrate a movie that's just like cinema with a capital C. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, now we get into our first place, second place categories. And so because David and I tend to be similar in our picks, in order for us to try to avoid a tie, we, for the top eight categories, we pick a first place, which if we get the first place, we get two points. And then we also pick a second place. And so if our second place choice wins, we only get one point for it. So yeah, this kind of helps us avoid a tie situation. So for Adapted Screenplay, my first place is Coda. Same. My second place is Dune. My second place is Drive My Car. Interesting. Okay. If I'm looking up and down, I mean, first of all, Coda is the best of these five it by is. far. It it's just the most is. fully cohesive film, script and plot wise. It just works perfectly together the whole way through. And it's a slice of life that never feels like it's running itself into the ground and it's i don't i don't feel like at any point they're pushing an agenda on us no it's just a story it it is it's just story about a family that has a different type of life and uh it's just it's a, it's a beautiful story it just is a beautiful story and it makes you feel good which is also something that we're in desperate need of as people i think the power of the dog that's the weakest thing about that movie is the script. I think the the visual part of it, the directorial vision of it is what its strong suit is putting forward. And I think Drive My Car as a story, while it goes on so long, it also has so much richness within it. Sure. That I think if they aren't going to give it to Coda, which fuck they should, then I think it's it's going to go to to Drive My Car this year. You see, I, I just felt like Dune was my next favorite thing because they told such a big story. And I know we only saw part one, but they told you so much in such a great way. And that screenplay has so much in it because it is a very visual film, but it is being adapted from something that is a monolith, essentially. So I feel like Dune would not have worked if it did not have the script to hold it up. Yeah, maybe. 
that's that's where I'm at with it. But on the like... flip side, it's very eye rolly as a script, but that's because Dune is very eye rolly as a story. It's a very pretentious. <laughs> it's thing. oh god, y'all y'all are not prepared for how weird Dune's gonna get if they continue this shit. Like it gets fucking weird. Dune two is a go, but like it gets real fucking off the rails. All right, original screenplay. Okay, my first place is Belfast. Same. Okay, it's a beautiful script. It's a beautiful story, and it's a personal story for Kenneth Branagh. Um, he deserves that. I think so too. And that's not just because I like Kenneth Branagh, but it's like, of uh, when I'm looking at this category, that's the best original script. Well, what's your number two? My number two is the worst person in the world. Yes, same. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Right now, the odds-on favorite is Licorice Pizza, which makes me want to murder things. I cannot in good conscience put Licorice Pizza in there. First of all, that script is the worst part of the movie. Yes. If you're going to celebrate that movie, which there are, I, again, I don't get it. There's so many people who think it's great, who think it's a masterpiece. Fine. That's, that's your opinion. If that is the case, it is only because of Paul Thomas's directing, his working with the actors, and them creating it as they go. It has nothing to do with what's on that fucking page. Yeah. And a lot of Hyam's not that good. I don't care what you say, what people say. Uh-uh. I just, if if anything about that movie is good, it had nothing to do with the writing. Yeah. It's an Altman movie. It's got barely any structure to it whatsoever. It's I meant mean, to be ambling. <laughs> we've certainly gone on for a long time about what's wrong with that movie. And and if it wins, that is one where I'm not I'm going to be very disappointed and feel yucky about it, but I'm not going to be mad because I get it. I know why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give him the best director award. He's not getting it. Which is stupid because he should have okay. won it for There Will Be Blood, but No, he shouldn't have. The yes, right person. We we looked at it. The right person won. The Coens were not they did not make the better movie that year. They're, they might have made the better movie, but they were not the best directors. Yes, they, they did were. not have that same directorial yes, vision. I'm sorry. Yes, they were. Mm-mm. We Whatever. I'm not talking about whatever. this anymore. I'm so happy that we are standing on principle not to nominate this fucking screenplay. <laughs> we refuse to. Actress in a supporting role. Number one is Ariana DeBose. I mean, Easy. Like, by a mile. I, I mean... <laughs> Like there's like I don't really feel like there's even a point of having a number two, but my number two is Kirsten Dunst. Uh, my number two is Anjanu Ellis, cool. because I feel like I can afford to like. Uh, she was fabulous. We loved her. Well, I feel like I can afford to pick the actress who I would totally pick if Ariana Debose was not so amazing in West Side Story. Oh, if she was nominated in the category, she should be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> I know, I've complained about that a lot, too. This, uh, <laughs> Whatever, she's going to get a statue, it's going to be great. Her and Rita Marino are going to have a great little party. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I need a picture of her Oscar and her Oscar next to each other for the same role. It'll make me happy. You know, I, I don't hate a lot of these other actresses. Judy Dench is still the one that I'm, I'm side-eyeing everyone on. But give it to Ariana. She won it. She's, she's just so fucking good. Best. She makes She makes that movie come alive. All right, actor in a supporting role. Again, there's just like no point. It's Trey Kotzer. There you go. <laughs> Number one, he deserves it. He's the best. Like, Absolutely would not have predicted that 
at all up until recently, but until I watched that movie, like once because we we didn't watch Coda until after it was nominated, and I was like, okay, the dad, cool, whatever. And then I watched that movie. I was like, that's our winner. There's no one else better because we had seen all these other performances at that and, point. I mean, Cody Smith McPhee is fantastic. Yeah, he's my number two just because. Again, I know everybody loves that movie. Jesse Plemons does not deserve to be nominated at all. No. For this film. He's doing great work in the role he is he playing. He is, but it is nothing special or memorable. No. It's not. Cody Smith McPhee is. So he's my number two. It belongs to Troy Kotzer, but yeah. <laughs> and if J.K. Simmons wins this fucking award, I'm going to throw tables. He wins this award again. He already has one. For a phenomenal role that he deserved that for. Yes. He should not get it for this. Anyways. <laughs> Actress in a leading role. Okay. Jessica Chastain. Yep. When we saw that movie, when we saw Eyes of Tammy Faye, it was so early in award season. We're like, man, she is great. She deserves a nomination. And then as we went through the films, like, man, I think she's going to get edged out because a lot of people didn't see that movie. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a ton of press around it. But. Other actors loved it. She won the SAG Award, which was surprising. Well, it came out of nowhere because she wasn't on any awards lists up until No, no, nobody was giving it to her. She had gotten no nominations. But nobody wants to give Olivia Coleman this award. Not for this. Not for this. I love Olivia Coleman. I can totally see her having another Oscar. Yeah. She's amazing. I love her in everything. She's fabulous in this movie. This movie is horrible. She should, I, no, I, she really shouldn't be nominated for this. She's fine in a bad movie. She's fine in a bad movie. My number two is Penelope Cruz. I loved Penelope Cruz. She was phenomenal in that movie, in Parallel Mothers. Yeah, she's my number two. My number two is Case Stu. I understand. I totally understand. That was hard for me to pick between Penelope Cruz and Case yeah. Stu, but I was like, nobody's going to give it to Case Stu. <sighs> I, I was, I think the nomination is all she's going to get of this. And that's Absolutely. Fine. She deserved it. And I, I I feel like Jessica Chastain, though, is so far ahead now because of the momentum that she's gained. Mm -hmm. They they put the number two in most favorites as Olivia Coleman, just mm -hmm. because I think it's Olivia Coleman, right? Sure. Kristen Stewart was just so fucking good. Yeah. That is like the opposite case of Olivia Coleman, where this is a kind of awkward, not great movie. But you are just so magnetic in it. Oh, she's phenomenal. In that, that cannot be denied. And so I, I can't skip past that, despite also really loving Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers. Sure, sure, I get it. Kristen Stewart gave the same level of performance to me in a movie that was harder to make up. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it this way. The people in this category who already have Oscars don't really need another one. They don't. They really don't. Penelope has one, but that's for supporting. She can have one for lead. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Please. All right. Actor in a leading role. Mm -hmm. This is really hard. <laughs> is it though? I don't think it is anymore. Okay. Because in my heart, in my heart, it's Andrew Garfield. He's my number one in my heart. He's your... Oh, okay. I was about to say, you're picking him as your number one? Because I f he was that amazing. <sighs> But my number one choice on my ballot uh -huh. is Will Smith. Correct. With my number two is Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Exactly. Great. We're the same. We had predicted Benedict. He's winning everything. He's winning everything. But then Will Smith started getting more momentum. And I think people want to see Will win. I I think this is a fabulous role for him because he's playing someone real, which he's done before. He's been nominated for that. He's fabulous at that. But he still has that part of the Will Smith that you enjoy seeing that makes you comfortable and makes makes him so likable as a person. Uh, No, he just does. But that's still here in this role. I don't necessarily think so. I think he I think he tried really hard to be far more immersive in this role. He definitely did. But I think part of the reason why this role was so good for him is that there were elements in this script that were very much allowed him to be who he is. There is a little bit of this that it is the Richard Attenborough syndrome to reference our 1982 series mm-hmm. of the award is also in a big way about you getting this movie made. Sure. Because it is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Again, that should always tie into your equation for best picture. Sure, but it doesn't always. But then when I really sat down and thought about it, I would agree with you that if I had a vote, I would vote for Andrew Garfield. Sure, same. Because by far in in these actors, that's the best pick. Mm -hmm. But I have to take him out because I I still feel like nobody watched that movie. I agreed. If he wins and I get no points, I will be... So happy. He will be too. <laughs> I will be over the fucking moon about yes. it. He, it will mean everything for him to win. He's, but I just don't think he's going to. I think it's going to be Will Smith. And if it's not Will Smith, it's Benedict. Those are our options. Yeah. But if I take Andrew out, Will's the next best actor in this category. He is. He is. Yeah. And that's, that's where I suddenly went, yeah. Because yeah. at first I was like, no, not Will. Like, Benedict's got this stuff. And I was like, no, actually, Will's better than Benedict Cumberbatch in that movie. Mm-hmm. Will's better in King Richard. He just is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's an easy choice for that. All right. Best director. Okay. I don't like this category at all this year. It's aged poorly, hasn't it's, it? It's, aged, it's gotten really <laughs> shitty really fast. Uh, I don't like my choices. Okay. So I put number one as Jane Campion. I agree. I don't think she's the best director. No. At all. But I think that's who they're going to vote for. I had the same problem last year. My number two is Steven Spielberg. Yes. Same. I hope he gets it. I really, really should have put him first because that's who I really want to win in this category. If Kenneth Branagh gets it, if they split the vote and Kenneth Branagh gets it, I will not be mad. Nope. And if by some fluke Ryusuke won the oscar i would not be upset if they if they decide you know hey look everybody here who's voting on this category saw something really powerful in Mm -hmm. that movie okay i can buy that okay but i do think the momentum is so far behind jane campion that despite all of the grossness it's just like i don't think you cannot give it to her at this point Eh, no one's gonna be happy about her winning i don't think so but voting's already been locked in so who knows? They could surprise us. Yeah. All right. Best picture. What's your number one? No, no, no. What's your number two? My number two is Power of the Dog. My number two is also Power of the Dog. All right. It means both of us have the same number one. It's Coda. Coda. The best film. Y'all, it's the best film. It just is. Out of this 10, absolutely. It is. I wouldn't change a thing. 
And y'all know how often I say that. Almost <laughs> no. the last time, the last time I watched a movie and said I wouldn't change anything was Parasite. I was gonna flip this because I kept going. Well, the power of the dog just has everything. Momentum, yeah. And last night at a four-hour event, like people were like, "What the fuck are we doing? Taking so long?" Mm-hmm. Rita Moreno made a joke about her butt getting tired. <laughs> Coda won the producers' guild. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you go, "Oh shit." <laughs> Oh, shit. This, That's right. Because here's what this movie did. Okay. People want a feel-good movie. We are sick of being depressed, okay? The world has been really shitty for a while. Yeah. People are ready for a film that is happy, has a good message, but that isn't fluff. And that is what Coda is. It is not fluff, but it is happy. It has a good message. That's what people want in this moment. And when we, when we as a country, as a world are in those moments, those are the stories that win. Now, for that same reason, I could also see King Richard coming away with this award. I could see that. Or again, Belfast. Yeah. And also West Side Story for the same reason I think Coda is going to win. Yeah. But I, I, I think if, if West Side Story wins anything, it would be Stephen winning director. Yeah, outside of Ariana DeBose, because that's just a lock. Well, yeah, that's that's the automatic lock. But yeah. like, I don't. It, it comes back to it's like the production of that movie is not what is so significant, and the big story about it. The big story is Stephen directing this musical. Mm-hmm. That's the story behind West Side Story as as the twenty twenty one movie. Yeah. So if you're gonna celebrate that, you celebrate the director with the vision. Sure. And, I, and I'm comfortable with that. And the only other thing that I think could maybe not code out is the fact that it's an Apple film. But you know what? That's not going to be against it because Power of the Dog is a Netflix film. That's true. So the top two films competing for the top prizes are both streaming films. Yeah. A stream like it is like 90 percent likely that the best picture is going to be taken by a streaming production house yeah because that that's where we are this is this is how it is now like and i don't say that as a bad thing it's just like any of y'all who are being bitchy about it if you didn't get over it with roma you need to get over it now i and i think more importantly it's there are positives and potential negatives with that sure and it it does beg a lot of questions i think the best filmmakers are the ones and people in that industry are the ones who kind of go geez, this is a big fucking deal. What is it going to mean? The one part of that discussion that I'm not opposed to is the fear of, are we going to lose the theater as a place to watch movies? And I don't think so. But I do think it it does question how much of this is going to be a presence in our lives. I don't think so, because there is such an aspect. I mean, we've had this conversation off mic before that going to see movies is a communal experience. Yeah. And there are some films where that feels like it's an event and there are some where it doesn't feel like, like we're just all the same people who came to this movie at this time. But, you know, then I think about like when we went to go see Avengers Endgame and just the sheer erupting from the people in that room when we saw Halloween in 2019 and it was just like everybody freaking out. And we were having such a great time. And part of my memories of enjoying those films were the experiences we had when we were in theaters. Yep. So 
that's not going to go away. But what we've settled into these last few years is that there are some films we really want to see on a big screen. And there are some films that we are fine with waiting till the option to watch them at home. And I don't think that's a bad thing because one of the things about that is that being able to watch movies in your home makes a lot more movies accessible to people. Some people really cannot watch a film if they do not have the subtitles on. They cannot enjoy it. There are so many times where we've walked into a theater and been like, I miss the subtitles. <laughs> I want them because we watch everything with them. And so many people who are immunocompromised. And, exactly. And are like, we, I'm not, I'm not risking this. Parents with children. So they yep. just don't have the option to hire a babysitter or they can't afford to. They're like, we can pay $10 to rent this movie, but we can't do that. Plus pay for tickets and a babysitter. Like I get like no judgment at no, all. Absolutely not. And also there's some people who are like, I'm just not comfortable at the theater or, you know, so because some, not all theaters are created equal. Some of them, I got no leg room. I am a tall person. No, thank you. <laughs> so there you go. It's, you know, this is part of our life now. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. More people seeing your movie is not a bad thing. It shouldn't be. No. Look, I hope a lot of these picks got informed by like critical decisions and that was easy. And sure. I, I decided I was like, I have to call some audibles because I, I, there's too many people that I actually really love here. But um, I hope it gets weird. I hope some oh. of these are just like completely left field. What? You picked that? And I'm totally surprised. Like, give me Ryusuke Hamaguchi for best director. Why the fuck not? Yeah. I don't hate it. I hope it's a fun show. I We have three amazing ladies hosting this year. I hope they get to have fun. I hope, because last year was great with this small, intimate settings. There were some dull moments. There always are. But there was, an, there was a, a feeling of like, we're here to, like, it's prom. And we're here to party with the elite group. They all got invited to the show instead of like a bunch of people in filler seats. So I hope that they're able to just bring like, hey, we're here to have fun and be excited to all be in a room together and get to do this thing and get to celebrate how important we feel about this movie we made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we also have the looming specter of the categories cut for time. I, I can't even get into that. That's a whole other <laughs> rant. But... We'll have to talk about it after we see the television. We will talk about sure. it once we have the ceremony. As always, we'll run down the winners and who won and who lost between David and Diana. David has won the last two years in a row. Mm. This is year mm. five. Mm. So we have, mm. we have, a, we have like, it'll be the tiebreaker because I won our first two years. David's won the last, last two years. So let's see what happens this year. So until next time, have a good Oscars. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.